Yesterday, we told you that uh, Queen's Park has changed the law to revoke licenses of teachers who grope or sexually touch their students. It's a move forward. Makes you scratch your head and say, wow, really? Uh, Why didn't this happen earlier? Uh, Tomorrow, a group of Toronto High School students say this doesn't go far enough, so they are walking out of their classroom. One of them happens to be on the line with with us right now. She is uh, Sarah. Welcome to the program, Sarah. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm not even going to attempt to butcher your last name, so if you want, you can tell me what it is. Um, All right. It's a lovely last name, and you say it much uh, better than I would. Now, you go to Harvard Collegiate Institute, correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, tomorrow you and a group of students from at least three schools are going to walk out of class. Why? We're walking out of class to bring awareness and demonstrate that as students, we want change. And the changes, although we think they're long overdue and greatly appreciate them and we're celebrating them, we don't think they go far enough in protecting students in school environments. You mobilized uh, together around this Not Just Rumors movement. Tell me what that is. Not Just Rumors is a student-led movement that got its name because allegations at my school, student allegations, weren't adequately investigated or addressed for five years. In fact, they were, they were said to be just rumors. And so we're saying their student allegations are not just rumors, and they always have to be promptly addressed and investigated a month ago, you launched an online petition, you and other students, and it's now at 1,700 signatures. Uh, the petition is uh, Please Protect Our Students Act um, to protect youth from sexual misconduct, and it's at change.org. Can you tell me what you're asking for in the petition? We're asking, although one of our asks has already been fulfilled by this legislation, the amendments that were changed earlier this week, we're asking for for the Legislative Assembly of Ontario to also take away the licenses from teachers found guilty of sexual harassment and intimidation and sexual misconduct in general. And we're asking for, um, for a clear and comprehensive plan to be given to teachers and administrators about what to do in cases where there are student allegations about these issues. In in the long and short, you actually want to be heard. You want uh, the teachers to be given tools to appropriately handle accusations when you come forward as a student with those accusations, correct? Yes, that's exactly what we want. Have you had to, and I don't, you know, I'm not asking you to tell me your personal story because I don't want to intrude, but have you had to go forward and uh, report a teacher ever? Not personally, but... Um, a teacher at my school who was my history teacher is currently being investigated. I can't say too much about that, but he's currently being investigated and that's what got me to start this because he was my teacher until January. What's the biggest obstacle to students reporting inappropriate sexual behavior from a teacher? And this includes remarks. Really, I think it's the culture of silence around uh, student allegations because especially when student allegations aren't properly investigated and addressed, students feel like their voices aren't being heard and they don't think it's worth reporting and they don't think it's worth coming forward when, these, when they have allegations about these teachers and because it is humiliating and it's a very, or it can feel humiliating when it shouldn't be. And so- that's what really needs to change, the culture. How does this affect the student in school? I mean, I know that you know some kids that actually have dealt with this. 
Um, well, students, they don't like to tell their story as, like, they want everybody to know what's happening, what, so that change can be, yeah, so change can be, can happen. So there's a lot of shame surrounding yeah. the story. Well, not in school. No, we all support every student who's come forward, but they don't, they want, they want the necessary changes to be made, but they don't exactly want everybody to know what happened to them. Right. And so um, you're saying here now um, that the only way to truly protect students from sexual misconduct by teachers and administrators is to enforce a system where student allegations are promptly addressed and perpetrators who are felt guilty are not transferred to new schools but have their teaching licenses revoked. And the way that you think this uh, amendment to the law didn't go far enough is the fact that it doesn't include any remarks from a teacher. Yeah, so basically this law, while it does expand the list of sexual abuse that will get a teacher's license revoked, it doesn't define sexual misconduct and say if teachers who are found guilty of sexual harassment or sexual intimidation or sexualized behavior um, will have their licenses revoked. As well, it doesn't give a clear and comprehensive plan that will provide training and tools for students, teachers, and vice principals and principals on how to deal with these this, like allegations about these sensitive topics, which is sexual misconduct, and, I, uh, and making us aware about what will happen after we report. You also want an amendment that students, you know, they have made an amendment. Students will have access to therapy and, and counseling, but you'd like it to go as far as if you uh, have also been um, the victim of some sexual misconduct. You also want that counseling for victims. Yes, because victims of sexual harassment and, and intimidation, especially from somebody that you're supposed to trust, somebody in a, in a position of power over students, that can be quite detrimental to your mental health. You know, businesses take it quite seriously when people, you know, har harass someone uh, within their business. Why do you think it is that schools aren't taking it more seriously? I think part of it is um, that we want to be too careful in making sure that teachers who aren't found guilty will still have their jobs. So, like, so innocent teachers will not be fired and have their reputations destroyed and really, I think we should prioritize student safety over that because historically in Ontario, just transferring teachers and not adequately addressing what their actions has resulted in worse abuses by said teacher. There's a, you know, it, Sarah, it sounds a lot like, the, you know, there's a Me Too movement at play here within the school as well. That's definitely an element of our campaign and part of what made students be so outraged that the allegations against my teacher weren't adequately addressed for five years. How many students are involved in the walkout tomorrow? It's tough to get a, a concrete call on numbers, but just organizers at Harvard, we have around 10. So I'm expecting 50 students at least, if not more. So you're encouraging other students within the school to, to join you and walk out of the class? We're encouraging as many students as possible because this is an issue that affects all students all across Ontario. What is this walkout going to look like and, and when is it going to happen? It's going to be in the front of Harvard Collegiate Institute and it's going to start at 1.30. And I think we'll really get going and be at maximum capacity around 1.52. Will you have speakers or are you just going to use it a silent protest? 
we're going to have speakers. There are going to be students who will speak. We'll have, we'll, we'll probably, we're going to have speakers from other organizations as well that are relevant to our issue. And we're going to have uh, chants and everything that we need to bring awareness. Well, I, uh, I wish you the best of luck. If people want to find out more about that movement, not just rumors, where do they go? You can go to our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook changes, uh, pages, which are at Not Just Rumors, spelled the Canadian way with an O-U-R-S. I really appreciate your time today, Sarah, and it's uh, you're quite an impressive 16-year-old, I have to say. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, have yourself yeah. a, a fantastic afternoon, and good luck with the walkout tomorrow. Yeah, thank you for having me. Cheers. It's nice that we could give her a platform to be heard because I think a lot of the times, uh, one one of the things that you know I'm noticing changing. You know, I know this this walkout is a kind of it's a different subject matter than you're dealing with in the states where the kids are you know starting to get together and are motivated to use their voices and advocate for change, whether it be for themselves or others. I think what we're hearing now is that, you know, for so long, we've been talking about this entitled generation, this entitled generation and what. Yeah. OK. The pendulum swung a bit far to one degree, but I think it's great. The kids feel like they're being heard now because I don't think we would have had the stones to do this. Like we just would have suffered in silence and thought, well, there's nothing we can do. We're the kids in this situation. When, yeah, the government has, has gone ahead and Queens Park heard them. They changed the law, but they didn't go far enough. So the kids are saying, you know what? Yeah, that's fine. You kind of heard us, but we're going to walk out and we're going to hope you go the full uh, distance on this because this is important. This is about our safety. And if you don't feel safe in your surroundings, how in God's name are you going to learn?